Kentucky basketball's offense is rolling into conference play, averaging over 90 points per game. But could this offense potentially slow down in league play? You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be answering a listener question regarding Kentucky's offense. I think on yesterday's episode, we broke down how Kentucky's offense is going to play in the SEC, and a listener question had a phenomenal thought about where the Wildcats could be in SEC play. Also, on today's episode, we are going to discuss whether or not the Wildcats can legitimately go undefeated in SEC play because on yesterday's episode, I talked about where I think the Wildcats are going to land and put uh, put a few polls out on social media asking you guys what would be a successful season in the SEC. And there were so many of you that said Kentucky should either be close to or should go undefeated. Figured we would talk about it today. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed there as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Will the Kentucky offense ever slow down? Money Man One Sean over on YouTube asked a question in relation to yesterday's episode, I'll give a brief recap. You can go watch it. It's on the YouTube feed and the podcast feed as well. Talking about on yesterday's show, I gave five different things that Kentucky basketball needs to do in order for the SEC schedule to be a successful one. And then I also went through my predictions, wins, loss for win, losses for every single game in the SEC schedule. Again, you can go check that out uh, on, on the feed here, wherever you are tuned in. But I said on the show, one of the five things that Kentucky needs to do in order for this to be a successful SEC slate is they need to average about 85, 84 plus points per game. As of right now, the Wildcats are averaging a shade over 91. And most teams, whenever they hit conference play, usually take somewhere between a three and four point dip uh, on, on average, I would say. And sometimes dramatically, you'll see more than that, eight to nine points. So saying that Kentucky takes a six-point dip would be be pretty dramatic, but it's still 85 points per game. And so if Kentucky can maintain that, I think that they will have an opportunity to win a lot of games because simply they're going to be scoring a lot of points. But Money Man Sean had an interesting question about the SEC, the strength of those defenses that I was talking about yesterday. And so it gives me an opportunity to kind of dive into some numbers today. So Sean says... If we're expecting any sort of drop-off in Kentucky's offensive stats going into conference play due to tougher competition and stronger defense, how many of these stronger defensive teams, according to stats, are being considered stronger because of easier non-conference games? This gives me an opportunity to go back to Ken Palm and talk about what I love to talk about, 
numbers. So this is a great question, and I will answer it thoroughly. I won't just talk about the best teams. I'll talk about the entire conference today. So where do we start? Well, I think it would be it would make a lot of sense to start with Kentucky and where they currently are. They have, and we've discussed this a lot recently on the show, the number 50 defense in the country, according to Kim Palm. It's their defensive efficiency, adjusted defensive efficiency rating. I'm just going to say, for the sake of this conversation, so I don't have to say all of that garbage over and over and over again, Kentucky has the 50th best defense. We'll say things like Mississippi State has the 12th best defense, uh, so on and so forth. Kentucky, though. 50th best defense has hovered somewhere between 40th and 50th. And we've said, continue to say, hey, that needs to kind of improve and SEC play and it will because I think there's going to be a more physical style of play. I also think Kentucky's offense may take a dip like we said on yesterday's show. So you've got that number and you may ask, okay, well, how has Kentucky fared relative to their competition? Well, thankfully, Kim Palm gives us an answer because if you go and look on their website and you look at the strength of schedule tab, you will see overall the, the adjusted strength of schedule rating, and then it divides it into the average offensive efficiency rating of opposing offenses and defenses. And on average, Kentucky has faced the 185th best offense, and they have produced the 50th best defense. So Kentucky outweighs the poor offense that they've played, or the uh, slightly underneath average offense uh, they played, I should say, there are 362 teams in Division I college basketball, in case you don't know. So slightly underneath average there, just barely under average, which 181 would be average. And they've, um, they've produced okay defense, okay to solid defense relative to that. And I say relative to, or I say okay to solid because with their talent, with their athleticism, you can coach more out of what these guys have gotten from their, the offenses that they faced. The reason we know this is you can look across the board on Kim Palm and see a, a number of teams that have looked really solid defensively, statistically so far this year, and have faced similar outputs. Kentucky is number fifty, faces against uh, faces off on average so far against the one hundred eighty fifth best offense. So let's look at the rest of the SEC then, and I'm going to go through this entire conference real quick and explain to you where these teams are def- defensively. According to Ken Palm, Tennessee is number two in the country in defense. Mississippi State is number 12. Auburn is number 20. Kentucky is number 50, like I mentioned. Georgia is number 54. Florida is number 56. Alabama is number 72. A&M is 78th. Arkansas, 84th. LSU, 85th. South Carolina, 86th. Ole Miss, 116th. Missouri, 129 and Vanderbilt 216th, easily the worst defense in the conference. And now I'm going to go through and explain to you where these average offenses that these teams have played, or excuse me, the average offensive efficiency rating of these teams that these defenses in the SEC have played. Tennessee, number two defense in the country, average offense 26th. So that means Tennessee's defense is very, very good relative to the offenses that they have faced. Mississippi State is number 12 in the country, but their average offense they've faced is 239th. And I don't think that they've faced a team inside the top 50 in adjusted offensive efficiency. We'll get to that later. Auburn's number 20 in the country. Average offense they faced is 152nd. 
Kentucky, like I mentioned, 185. Georgia at number 54 in defense. Average offense they faced, 168. So, again, 181 would be above average in college basketball. I really am looking for the top third, though, uh, of the country, which is about 120. Florida, 56th best defense, 193rd best offense they have faced on average. Alabama, 72nd in defense. And we've made a lot about this whenever we've talked about the conference as a whole. Number 10. Number 10 is the average offense that they have faced. They faced a lot of really good offenses, and they paid the price for us. For it, we'll break that down later. Texas A&M, 78th in defense, 71st offense on average they face. Arkansas, 84th in the country. They face the average 75th best offense. LSU, 85th in defense, but they face the average 281st best offense, which just shows you LSU may be prone to giving up a lot more points in conference play, as could South Carolina, who is number 86, but has faced the 320th best offense, Ole Miss has faced the 312th. Missouri faced the 178th best offense. And then Vanderbilt faces, on average, the 303rd best offense, which is hilarious considering they are dead last in adjusted defensive efficiency, and they have played easily the second or third worst schedule in terms of opponents that they face that are actually good at scoring the basketball. So all of those numbers to tell you, that Alabama has faced a lot of really good offenses and has paid the price. Tennessee has faced a lot of really good offenses and have been far beyond any anybody else in this league. Mississippi State is top 25, and yet they've still not faced a strong strength of schedule. Auburn has faced a slightly above average strength of schedule, but has not truly been tested. Kentucky in somewhat a, of a similar boat, even though they're 30 spots behind the Tigers uh, there. Uh, Arkansas may have an opportunity to be better defensively. So, Moneyman Sean says, how many of these defensive teams, according to stats, are being considered stronger because of easier non-conference games? You could really look here at Mississippi State, Florida, South Carolina, LSU, Ole Miss, Missouri, and then Vanderbilt. So, really, not any of the teams that you're looking at the cream of the crop at the top, top of the conference here. So, I do want to kind of shift here to the best teams in the SEC, I think, this season. Which would be, in no particular order, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Alabama, and Texas A&M. Okay? I think those are the, the best teams in the SEC this season. Let's look at what they have done defensively against good offensive competition. Before I do that, I just want to briefly point out the average national points per game in college basketball, 75.4. It actually belongs to Georgia, believe it or not, which is kind of funny. That's the average scoring output for a, for a college basketball team. So what would constitute a good offensive team? I think it would be a team that hovers around 77, 78 points per game and then has an adjusted offensive efficiency inside the top third of the country, which would be inside the top 120. So we look at the seven teams, that, the, the top half of the conference that we pointed out here. And I think these teams are going to be good defensively. And it includes Kentucky. And this is how we're answering Sean's question. So who have they faced? Well, collectively between these seven teams, they have faced off against a top third, often, a team that's in the top third nationally in offense. They have faced off collectively 43 different times. That includes Kentucky, by the way. So these seven teams have faced a team 
in the top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency 43 times. The amount of times that they have held those teams under 77 points per game is 20. Less than half the time do these best defensive teams in the SEC hold those opponents to a solid defensive output. They don't. They, these teams typically, 50-50-ish, will clamp down and get the job done. Well, what about these teams specifically, individually? What, what have they done? Tennessee has faced eight teams in the top 120 in adjusted efficiency. In six of those eight games, they held the opponent underneath 77 points per game. An average of 72.6 points in those contests. Solid. Very solid. One of the largest samples in this. Actually, I think it, it, it's tied for the largest sample of these seven teams and easily uh, one of the better scoring outputs uh, defensively that, that uh, is, is in this little case study here. Auburn has faced six teams in the top 120. In five of those contests, they held the team under 77 points and gave up an average of 69.6. That's pretty solid, but again, Auburn has not been tested as strongly as some of these other teams. Mississippi State has faced off against four different teams in the top 20, 120, but not faced off, off against a team in the top 50. In three of those four contests, they gave up 77 or less. 69.5 was their average defensive scoring output. Texas A&M gives up 77 points per game in their seven contests that they faced a top third offense. And four of those games, they held the opponent underneath 77 points. Throwing out a lot of numbers here to you, but point being, Tennessee, very good. Auburn, not tested, but good. Mississippi State, not tested at all and has a one of the smallest sample sizes here across these seven teams. Texas A&M, um, slightly concerning at 74 points and they've gotten the job done in about half of their contests against legitimate offenses. Kentucky has gotten the job done in half of their contests, literally against legitimate offenses. Three of their six games, they held the opponent underneath 77, and they gave up an average of 77.8. So Kentucky, against really good offense, offenses, is susceptible to giving up a lot of points. Florida, and this will be part of what I talk about on tomorrow's show with Brandon Olson. Uh, only has four games against top 120 offenses, and only in one of them did they give up less than 77. And they gave up an average, brace yourself, of 86.3 points. Now, part of that is largely due in part to the fact that they played Michigan. That game went to double overtime. 106 to 101 was the final, excuse me, final score there. It's going to bump your numbers up a little bit. But Florida defensively has broken down whenever they have played really good offenses this season. And then Alabama has played eight different teams. Eight inside the top 120 in adjusted offensive efficiency. And only one time did they hold an opponent underneath 77 points per game. 83.5 points per game is their average uh, defensive output against those teams. And I just want to also point out that Alabama is 0-5 against teams in the top 25 nationally in offense, and they are 8-5 and five on the season. Florida, Alabama, Mississippi State are teams that I'm looking at, and I'm saying, mm, I don't necessarily know if I trust you, but at least you've gotten the job done against weaker competition, and Tennessee, Auburn, A&M, Alabama have played enough teams to where I can say, Okay, you bend typically against 
uh, stronger competition, but occasionally you have nights where defensively you're really strong. And there's enough of a sample size there to where I believe I would feel confident in saying that. So, Money Man Sean, how many of these stronger defensive teams, according to stats, are being considered stronger because of easier non-conference games? Really, I'm looking at Mississippi State and Florida as my two big outliers here among, like, the best, quote-unquote, defenses in the SEC, the stronger defensive teams. I think Mississippi State may struggle in SEC play. They do get Tolu Smith back. Whether or not they're actually able to execute, do so against a team like Kentucky, uh, I think relatively early in conference play. That's the fourth game of the season. I don't know, but that is a place where you have to look and say, okay, that's a game Kentucky could struggle in on the road, absolutely. Um, but I don't know if the Bulldogs are as intimidating as we once thought. And then Florida as well, after getting a little bit of a deep dive into their numbers defensively, I like their offense. I like their tempo. I like their pace. I like their height. They've got interesting personnel. That defense is not as good as advertised. Um, and it's a top 60 unit, so it's not bad. It's pretty good. I, I think that Florida is a team that Kentucky could potentially expose uh, over the weekend. Potentially. Potentially. So hopefully that answers your question. I know that's a lot of numbers that I just threw at you guys. Um, and hopefully that answers Sean's question and hopefully gives you guys uh, some insight into where uh, Kentucky could be offensively against some of these teams. Because um, there are some good defenses in this league, but they have yet to be like truly tested because they've not faced off against a ton of opponents like Kentucky, but they have faced off against some really good offenses as a whole. So I do want to talk about Kentucky going undefeated in SEC play here. Uh, in, in a second about what you guys kind of had to say about it online and then my take on whether or not Kentucky can legitimately go undefeated uh, in conference play. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn. It's the start of the new year, and every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What move can I make that'll make take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire, and hiring is easy when you have all of those quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses may not be able to have the time or resources to hire because they are wearing so many different hats. And thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there again that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, would really appreciate it if you sub to the show if you're listening on podcast. would appreciate it if you left uh, or if you subscribe there as well. All right, so on yesterday's episode, I went through every single game 
in the SEC slate. Gave a win, gave a loss, gave my predictions. And then I put out on Twitter, on YouTube, and then on my Twitter, personal Twitter, a poll, same poll, asking what does a successful SEC slate look like for Kentucky basketball? And you guys had some differing answers across platforms. But there was a consistent theme among the top and then the comments that I actually got. On YouTube, 643 people have voted. What does a successful SEC slate look like for Kentucky basketball? The options were 12 and 6, 13 and 5, 14 and 4, or 15 and 3, or better. 8% of you said 13 and 5. 14% said 14 and, or excuse me, 26% said 14 and 4. And then 64% of you, 64% said 15 and 3 or better. That, that's what would be considered successful. 2% said 12 and 6, by the way. On my personal YouTube, 50% of you said 14 and 4. 23% said 15 and 3 or better. Those were the top two answers. And then on Locked on UK on Twitter, 126 people voted. 37.3% said 14 and 4. 44% of you said 15 and 3 or better. So the large majority of you believe that the most successful season or what qualifies as a successful season, a successful season for Kentucky basketball is 15 and 3 or better. And then you go and look at some of the comments. Uh, first of all, I do want to point out Straight Facts says this isn't the SEC of old. So 14 and 4 seems like it would be a good year. Anything better is just over exceeding expectations. If they do go 15 and 3 or better, I'd be extremely impressed. That's a pretty much what I said on yesterday's episode. Someone said 14 and 4 would be great, 13 and 5 likely. As a Kentucky fan, someone says, is that a serious question? Undefeated. And then there was another comment, I believe, on yesterday's episode or multiple comments, rather, where people were saying, I'm not only believing that it's possible that Kentucky can go undefeated in conference play, I'm straight up predicting them 18-0. and 0. Can Kentucky do that? Well, in order to answer that question, I think we need to take a look at history. When's the last time Kentucky went 18-0 and 0 in, uh, in conference play? 2015. Carl Anthony Towns, Aaron Harrison, Andrew Harrison, Trey Lyles, Willie Cauley-Stein, Tyler Eulis off the bench. That was a very good team. What did that team do particularly well? Well, outside of just about everything, I think the big thing that stood out about them relative to this year's Kentucky squad is they had the best defense in the country. The best defense, hands down, in the nation. Effective field goal percentage underneath 40%. Three-point defense, 27.1%. Block percentage, 18.2%. A whopping 18.2%. The defense was elite. It forced teams to work their way through the shot clock. It was aggressive at the rim. We had the height. We were the tallest team in the nation. It was just incredible elite performances, night in, and night out on defense, just shutting teams out. Even when the offense wasn't working, Kentucky was still able to go out there 
and get it done on the defensive end. The last time Kentucky went 15-3 and three or better was 2000, the 2020 season. Kentucky had the 52nd best defense and the 24th best offense, somewhat similar to this year's team. Of course, they played with significantly less pace, but 15-3 and three is where they stood at the end of 2020, 25-6 overall. So you're looking at here a team that went undefeated in conference play and needed an elite defense to help them get to that point. And then when you're looking at 15-3, and three, you're looking at a team that was good overall, benefited, I think, from uh, some consistent guard play, and was able to get to that mark and was one of the better teams in the SEC before COVID shut everything down. So can Kentucky go undefeated in an SEC play? Well, they're going to need to dramatically improve on defense. And then on top of that, I think it's, I think it's fair to say about half of this conference needs to be weaker than we expect them to. I think Arkansas needs to continue to play bad. South Carolina needs to fall off the face of the earth. I think Auburn needs to take a step back. I think Alabama needs to continue, continue to trend down. Tennessee needs to be able to find some rough patches, I think, as, uh, particularly against Kentucky. You would need some th- you would need a lot to go your way. But 15 and three, 15 and three right now for Kentucky. I don't think that's insane. I also don't think 16 and two would be particularly insane because if we're comparing it to that 2020 squad, they've got a slightly better defense and they've got a, a they've got a comparable better offense but comparable offense that plays with a lot more tempo and excitement. I think has better personnel overall. Maybe that's recency bias. I don't know. But it's possible to have a really good year. It is possible. I just don't see that. I just don't see undefeated season happening. But I think Kentucky's got a shot to win the SEC. I think they'll be right there at the end of it. So if you've got any thoughts on Kentucky basketball, where they sit in the SEC, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance.Underscore, underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave those in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless. Thank you.